God's going to do it, my friends. Hey, while you're finding your way, I'm going to preach for just a moment. One day, y'all going to get this thing sold out. A <laughs> couple of weeks in a row, he tried to get that song. We just can't never seem to get to the end of the song service, but God's doing great things. Today, while you're getting back and getting refreshed and rested, let's get our, our ushers to come and, and get our offering today. And we'll do this quickly. We'll just we'll pray over our off, offering. If some guys can come and help us with that today, we appreciate that. And thank you for all of our visitors that are here today. Let's give our visitors a hand in this house. We're glad you're here. Appreciate you being in the house of the Lord with us. Let's just pray over the offering and let them get, get going today. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing in this place. And Lord, now we just want to be a blessing, and so we give unto you, knowing that it's going to be giving back, shaking, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. God, you're going to give it back to us. And so, Lord, we want to be a blessing in this house today. Use this for your glory in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Let's give us unto the Lord. While they're doing that, I want you to look around and tell your neighbor, say, let's get ready for the Word of God. Y'all outdone yourself. Y'all outdone yourself. Oh, the Lord's good. The Lord is good. We're thankful for what God's doing this day and hour. And I'm glad that he put us in this city. Brother Eddie, we're going to see some great things on UGA this year, my brother. Waiting for it. Maybe Wednesday night there'll be some more. I told him I, I want him to pray over our college students, but I said I think we're going to wait till they, we get some of them here, <laughs> where they're all here, so we can do that and pray over them and just ask God to bless them. Because we, we have a great, uh, tremendous, tremendous uh, college ministry, and we're excited about what God's going to do uh, this year. We're, we're glad uh, to have Sister Angela with us today. And she's she starting UGA this year, and she said, I'm going to be here five years. So we love that. We like when they stay long. That's it. It's, we're, we're excited uh, for what God's going to do uh, with these young people that's coming into this, this city to work on our campus, and we're thankful for them today. Um, I'm going to read, uh, you know what? Yeah, that's, y'all can stand for nine verses, can't you? If you won't mind standing with me, John chapter 5, verses 1 through 9. John 5, 1 through 9. I won't be very long, but I, I feel like... The Lord laid this on my heart. I asked him to give me something for the people that would be here today. Sister Bailey, happy birthday. Hey, Brother Justin, it's good to see you, buddy. Appreciate you being in the house of the Lord with us. John 5, verse 1. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, a place where the sheep go. I know a place like that. I know a place where the sheep go. Which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. 
Whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. That sounds like a good deal. If you can get to the water. You might not get to the water, but you can always get to Jesus. A certain man was there which had an infirmity 30 and 8 years. I'd say that's time for a change. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? And the infinite man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I'm coming, another steppeth down before me. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed and walk. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. John 17 and 16 says this, They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I want to preach for just a few moments on this thought and hopefully help us today. When where you are is not who you are. Woo, I feel the Holy Ghost. When where you are is not who you are. Would you lift your hands and let's pray one more time. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done in this house today. And thank you for what you're about to do through your word. Lord, we receive it now by faith. And Lord, ask you to change us and mold us and shape us. Make us what you want us to be. And Lord, give us faith to step out. Lord, to answer that call of rise. Take up your bed and walk. We ask it in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Now give him a hand clap and a shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give him praise in this house. He's worthy of it today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can be seated. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord for his goodness and mercy and what he's doing. I'm so thankful to be a part of his kingdom today. Man, I tell you. This, uh, this life is all about change. You know, the thing is, is none of us come in uh, without needing change. There's no one righteous, no, not one. The Bible says that a man in his best state, oh, as much as he can clean up and do, he is still vanity. It's not, he just can't. He said, you can wash yourself and clean yourself with different things. He said, but your iniquity would still be marked before me because God knows you right where you are. And so he says, I love you just like you are, but I love you too much to leave you that way. It's all about the change. The Bible says we are born again. That's a change. If we are in Christ, we are new creatures. Old things are passed away and all things are made new. That's change. He called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. That's change. And Paul said in uh, 1 Corinthians 6 and, and uh, 9 through 11, he said that, don't you know the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't be deceived. Fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, effeminate, abusers of themselves of mankind, thieves, covetous, drunkards, revilers, extortioners, none of these are going to inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you are washed 
Come on, somebody. There's been a change. But you are washed, but you are sanctified. You might say, whoa, he read something that hit me. But hey, here's the good news. You've been washed, you've been sanctified, and you're justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Any one of those things I just read, it's a, a death sentence because the wages of sin is death. But let me tell you, when Jesus gets done with you, it's the gift of everlasting life. He said, I'll make you a new creature and old things. Lying will pass away. Stealing will pass away. Drunkenness will pass away. Addictions can pass away and all things can be made new. I'm thankful today for the change that the Lord wants us to have. And I want to tell you, I came to this church, into this sanctuary to preach to my people and to preach to those that are under the sound of my voice today what the Lord would say. I want to tell you that where you are is not who you are. I come to preach to the one who feels like I'm in the cycle. I'm in the season. I'm in the process. I'm walking by faith, but I feel like I'm on a treadmill because I ain't making no ground. I'm just getting tired. I'm telling you, don't get weary in well-doing but because where you are is not who you are, and where you are is not where you're going to stay. Well, come on, somebody. I know you might be in the miry clay. I know you might feel like you're in a horrible pit, but God's going to come along and take you out. He's going to set you on a solid rock, and he's going to establish your goings. He ain't going to leave you destitute in that place. When where you are is not who you are. Sometimes it can become so overwhelming. I would imagine, Brother Paul, that cancer could probably take up a good part of your mind and your imagination when you are by yourself and you can begin to think about uh, what cancer is doing to my body, what it's going to do to my family, what it's going to do to my lifestyle. You could just get uh, wrapped up in the cancer world. But can I tell you today that where you are is not who you are. You might, the doctor might say, well, you got cancer, but that don't mean that I ain't still a child of the king. <laughs> I might have a sickness in my body or I might have some trouble going on in my life, but I still belong to Jesus. And let me tell you, I might be there, but I ain't staying there. Come on, somebody. I know you're going through it and you got some trials and tests going on and, and you don't understand why maybe it's happening like this and why I haven't got an answer yet. I'm telling you, just hold on. Because where you are, it ain't who you are. And hey, you ain't going to stay where you are. When I read in the scripture, I never see Jesus leaving people where they are. Lazarus was a dead man till he wasn't. He woke up in the grave, but uh, let's ask another one of them, where you are is not who you are. He was alive. He was in a place where dead people were laid, but he wasn't dead. And so Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. Where you are is not where you're going to stay either. When Jesus gets through with you, when he gets done fixing all the havoc that's been wreaked in your life, hey, he ain't going to leave you there to dwell on it. He ain't going to leave you there to suffer in it. Oh, no, he's going to call you out. When I read about this man at the pool of Bethesda, 
I see a man who is in the middle of people just like him. He said there was a great multitude of impotent folk, blind, halt, withered, and they were just waiting for the moving of the water. He had been a long time in his infirmity, and Jesus saw it. He was in the middle of a bunch of people. I don't know how many was there. Thousands, maybe. I don't know. But there was one man in the midst of many that was just like them, looked just like them. They probably all uh, you know, sat there swapping stories about their sickness and what's going on with them. And, and he was really undistinguishable from any other. But Jesus saw him. It says, and Jesus, he saw him lying there. Jesus knew what was going on and he knew he had been like that for a long time. Can I encourage you today that Jesus knows exactly where you are and he knows exactly what you're going through and he's the one that can take care of it all. But this guy in the middle of all these people, this guy's sick, this guy's sick, they all sick. Ain't, well, people ain't hanging out there. These are sick people. But Jesus saw him. You can't hide it from him. Second Chronicles 16 and 9 lets us know that the eyes of the Lord are going to and fro through the earth. And he's just seeking to, to prove himself and to show himself strong on the behalf of them that trust in him. God's looking to find somebody. God, hey, then can I tell you, not even in this crowd are you hid. Not even in this crowd. I told you, I know a place where sheep go. <laughs> That was the place where sheep, I know a place where sheep go. And you know what? We come in and we sit down and, and we look just like everyone sitting beside us. Come on now. Oh, we, we camouflage ourselves and we come on in and we're going to act like we're just like everybody else. But Jesus knows exactly what you're going through. But I can tell you today that whatever you're going through, that's not who you are and that's not where you're going to stay. Jesus is here today to deliver and to heal and to set free. He sees you. I know sometimes we try to pick a seat so we're not, sometimes we say, I'm going to stay out of the line, line of the preacher. I don't want him looking at me when he's preaching. I preached one night and there was a young lady sitting in the back and she kept doing like this, trying to stay behind somebody because the Holy Ghost was all over and she didn't know what to do. But let me tell you, when God starts, he don't need me to call you out. He'll come slipping right down your aisle and he'll tap you on the shoulder. He's talking to you. Oh, he's always picking. So this man says it's, it's always somebody else. It's always somebody else. Hey, yeah, oh, I'd like to be made whole, but it's always somebody else. But let me tell you something. It, it, it ain't always somebody else. It can be you today. He can come right down your aisle and tap you on the shoulder. He can catch you all the way back in the back. He can catch you up here at the front. It, it, you might be trying to slip out to the water cooler and he can say, hey, get back inside. I said, I know what you're doing. You're trying to get out of there before I get a hold of you. But I'm trying to tell you that you are not what you're going through. This problem does not define you. It doesn't make you who you are. You're my child. I've washed you. I've cleansed you. I've filled you. And I know that you're going. But the trial of your faith is more precious than gold that perishes. So I'll tell you what. I'm going to be like Job. When he's done with me, when he's tried me, I'm going to be like gold. Ha ha. Everything Job went through, it didn't change God's opinion of him. He's still a man that fears God and eschews evil. 
and then another one lock him in the land. <laughs> He'd built up a wall of integrity that, that held him even when the hedge of protection came down. And so even in this crowd, nobody's hid from Jesus. You look like everyone around you, but something's got you stuck. <laughs> Uh, you can't move. This guy couldn't move. He said, I, uh, when I want to get to the water, some, I, when, while I'm trying to crawl or roll or whatever it was he was doing to try to get there, he said, somebody's always stepping in front of me. I'm glad that we don't live in a day where only one person can get the blessing. <laughs> Where only, where only one could, could, the first one to hit the altar, that's the one getting the blessing. The first one to step in the aisle, he's the one getting the blessing. I'm glad today, like it was earlier, that Jesus is just touching and healing all over. Whosoever will, just let him come and let him come down and get a blessing, get a healing, get salvation, whatever he needs. But this guy was stuck. And sometimes you can, you can look right, but you're stuck. You can praise right, but you're stuck. You can shout and you can run, but you're stuck. You can sing and you can preach sometimes, but you're stuck. You can't move. You can't find the answer. And so you try to camouflage yourself in the crowd. But Jesus is ready with a word for you today. Jesus is ready with an answer for you today. Something that will get you moving to show what he can do. Where you are is not who you are. And where you are is not where you are meant to stay. It's time to rise up. It's time to rise up and walk. I wonder if somebody just symbolically today could say, you know what? I'm not staying in my situation. I'm not going to stay stuck in this. But I'm going to stand up today and say, hey, I'm walking out of this. I might be here now, but I ain't staying. Uh, Jesus, is he, he intends for me to get out of here. Oh, it can be heartbreaking. It can be heart-wrenching. It can be awful. It can be painful. It can be wearisome. But let me tell you, it ain't going to last always. You got to know that when Jesus shows up in this house, he ain't just looking for one. He's looking for all. I'll do it all. I'll touch you all. I'll bless you all. It ain't got to be just one. It can be anybody. Look at your neighbor and say, it could be you. You can be seated. When he was made whole. Now, don't try to attribute something to this man that he didn't get. When you read that and say, well, he was made whole like he was already, he was just perfect, no more flaws, no more trouble. He probably still had bills, probably still had enemies. He didn't mean he was perfect without issues. The word literally means he was made healthy. That's what, it meant. look it up, you'll see it means he was made well or he was made healthy. Jesus moved what was keeping him from moving. Jesus moved what was keeping him from moving. Jesus like, I don't have to do everything for you, but I will get the stumbling block out of the way. <laughs> Whatever's got you stuck, I'll move it. <laughs> I, well, you know what? I, uh, hey, roll the stone away. <laughs> roll, I got to call Lazarus out, but I got to get the rock out of the way. <laughs> it ain't no good for me to resurrect him if the rock's still in the way. And it ain't no good uh, for him to say, hey, rise up and take up your bed and walk if nothing ever happened. But something has happened, and something happened to this man, and there was a time where he could not stand. There was a time when his feet and legs would not allow that. But just like when Peter and John said, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk, he received strength, man, and he leaped up, and he didn't lay there on that mat no more. He jumped up and went into the temple, leaping and praising God. Oh, look what God's done. 
And that man could go right back and sit outside that temple. But Peter and John could come by and look at him and say, where you are is not who you are. Because God's done a work in your life. And let me tell you, when Jesus saw this man and he heard his excuse and he's like, no man, and I ain't got a man to help me and I don't have this and I don't have that, Jesus said, let me fix it. Rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made whole or he was healed and made healthy and he took up his bed and he walked. He did what Jesus said to do. He wasn't stuck no more. There was no reason to stay where he was to keep lying there. He was whole. He was healed. And where he was was not who he was anymore. But I thought, what if he come back the next day to the porch? It would still not be who he was because he'd be walking on his own to the porch. But then I thought, what if he came back to do what no man would do for him? Now that Jesus has helped me, I'm going to help somebody. I was stuck. Maybe he laid there in all them years talking about infirmities and thought, man, I know I'm, I'm bad and I want healing bad, but I really feel sorry for that guy because he ain't made it either. He ain't never got in there either. And, uh, and, and well, if I could just come back, maybe he showed up the next day and somebody said, hey, weren't you the guy? I know you look familiar. Uh, have you ever been here before? He said, yeah, I laid there for a long time. I, I was sick for 38 years, but I'm not sick anymore. Then what you doing back here? I come now to do what no man would do for me. I don't know if that happened. I'm just saying, wouldn't it be great if he said, I'm going to take what Jesus did for me. I'm going to let everybody see what he can do, and I'm going to share it with somebody else. <laughs> hey, you're the guy that was sick 38 years, but I ain't sick no more. Where I am is not who I am. Uh, now I'm here in a different capacity. Let me tell you, one day Jesus is going to change your situation. I hope you'll turn around and use that to change somebody else. Uh, I hope you'll turn around and say, I'm going to take, hey, freely you have received, freely give. Uh, when God heals you, help somebody else get healed. When God delivers you, help somebody else get delivered. Turn around and pay it back. Help somebody in the water, or, or better yet, just go start taking them one at a time. Hey, what are you doing? I got to wait on the water. No, I got something better than that. What you, I'm getting farther away from the water. I can't even see if it gets trouble now. You, you, that ain't where your answer's at. Your answer's with Jesus. Your answer's with Jesus. Who's this guy? Just hang on. Here you go, Lord. And then Jesus just, hey, take somebody to Jesus. Find somebody else that's stuck and tell them, say, where you are, it ain't got to be who you are. God can change your situation. He's still making all things new. Rise. Take up your bed and walk. I, I, I don't know where he was in locality. I hope, I, I figure he probably tries to get near the water because it's so hard for him to get in. So maybe he's just got a multitude of people behind him and all of a sudden just... Laying there, rise. And all these people around him looking up at him. Hey, dude, what's going on? Hey, I got to get in my bed. I don't know if it's a cot. I don't know if it's a mat. He rolled up and stuck it under his arm. But he's, he's walking out, and everybody's realizing, hey, something's different about this guy. Don't be ashamed to let people see what Jesus has done in your life. 
it's not self-righteous or holier than thou to let people see the work that he's done in your life. Oh, he healed me, but man, I don't want to upset nobody, so I'm just going to slide out of here on the ground. I'm going to crawl like a snake and act like I'm still, I'll wait till I get out of the way. So I don't want to make nobody else feel bad or, or feel like I'm judging them. My goodness, let your light so shine before men <laughs> so they can see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. How's Jesus going to get the credit? How's the Father going to get any glory if we're not walking? Let them see what he can do. That don't mean you're like with your nose up in the air like you're better than somebody else. He'll do it for them next time. He'll do it for them too. When you go on UGA, let them see you walk. When you go in your school, let them see you walk. On your job or in your family, in your home, let them see you walk. Don't hide what God has done for you because you're not that person anymore. They've seen you at your worst. Let them see you at the best that Jesus has made you. They've seen you lost. Let them see you found. They've seen you sick. Let them see you healed. Come on. They've seen you wrapped up in chains of addiction. But let them see you set free in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let this world see what he can do. I'm telling you today, where you are, that's not who you are. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody lift your hands and give him praise for a moment. Hallelujah. It's not who you are. It's not who, mistakes are not who you are. Slip ups and mess ups, that's not who you are. The Bible says keep your garments unspotted from the world. That means, it's, I, I've, I've said this before, some people think, well, the only way to do that is to isolate yourself and never come out of the house again. But I've said, I said, you know, I said, you know how we keep garments unspotted? We wash them. We take the spots out. Because when you walk in this world, guess what? You're going to get splashed. <laughs> Somebody's going to drip something on you. There's some folks in here that you can't eat without getting something on you. And so you don't throw that garment away. You wash it. You treat it. And you get the spot out. And, and, and so you don't throw your walk away just because you get something on it. Come on, somebody. Oh, oh, that wasn't what I was... See, that stuff from the world, it'll try to cling to you. It'll want to stick to you. But the Lord said, just don't let your garment be spotted. Come to me and let's, let's wash that thing. Come, let us reason together. And he, he said, I can make you white as snow. He, you know, he can do that more than once. Hello? <laughs> he can do that more than once. You, if we're faithful to confess our faults or to confess these spots that we've got on our garments, he's faithful, faithful to forgive. You know what happens? Whew. Boy, this, man, this, I wish you could teach me how to dry clean or something, Lord, because I tell you, 
You know how to get them spots off. So quit acting like you still got the spots when he gets done of it. Don't, don't walk her. Hey, we're not leopards. Come on. I know y'all, that's, that's probably, I don't wear that leopard print, but we're not leopards. Our garments are spotted, but we need to get them washed. We need to get them clean and, and strive to keep them clean. But honey, if it messes up, that don't change who you are. Yeah, I'm not, we don't just say, oh, well, it's no big deal. We need to fall on our face and repent and cry out to God. But, friend, you can look down and say, whoo, it's like it never happened. Because when he forgives it, he said, I'll cast it behind my back. I'll get rid of it. It'll be gone. I'm not looking. He ain't looking back to see where it went. Far as the east is from the west, he'll take care of that. Don't let them things define you. Don't let what people say about you define you you let what Jesus says define you there was some got upset what are you doing toting that bed on Sabbath day the one who healed me said to do it that's the answer right there why are you walking around here like you you carrying that bed on the Sabbath day and that like Because the one who healed me, he that made me whole, the same said, take up your bed and walk. I'm just doing what he said to do. When people say, what you still doing trying to preach? Because we know what you did. Well, the one that made me whole said, keep on preaching. How come you singing in the choir when we know? Because the one that made me whole said, keep singing in the choir. How come you testifying and and giving Bible studies and baptizing people when we know where you was at? Because the one that made me whole said keep Bible studying, keep keep testifying, and and keep baptizing them and keep preaching to them. He he knew what I did, and he knew where I was stuck at, but he said that's not who you are, and it's time to rise and take up your bed and walk. Jesus, don't throw us away like a broke toy. He said, there ain't nothing I can't fix. And there ain't nothing I can't take care of. Let me tell you, let the crowd that you used to be in see you walk in the miracle that Jesus has done. Let the crowd that you used to be in see you walk in the miracle that Jesus has done. Don't you, don't, don't, don't shut down when you get around them. Let them see what Jesus has done. Cause you know what? They really want it too. Oh, well they say they don't. Yeah. And we said we didn't at one time, uh, but now that we've tasted and seen that the Lord is good. Come on somebody. Oh, we want somebody to get it. Oh, that's the one, the ones that are stubborn. That's the one I want to see get it. Hey, don't talk to me about Jesus. Oh, I'm going to pray for you so hard. You don't even know. Don't you pray for me. I'm going to go, I'm going to go on a seven day fast for you. You don't even know what, don't you be fasting for me. Oh, you're going to get, and then when you, you know what you do when they get, get up from repenting, you just look at them and say, I told you so. <laughs> if there's been, a, ever been a sweeter, I told you so, I don't know it. But to look at them and go like, Remember when you didn't want Jesus? Remember when you didn't want to be saved? Remember when you said people that shout, hey, you get, get them after they done rolled across the front of the church. Hey, remember when you said people that done that was, yeah. Just, I'll tell a quick story. Brother Everhart told a story about when he got, got the Holy Ghost. He said people, Brother Everhart, he, he, he wasn't just like 
proud, but he was, he was always distinguished. He looked nice all the time. And he, he said, I went in that service that night. I had on my nice white dress shirt and everything. And he said, people, you know, they rolling in the floor and falling. He said, I was going to get the Holy Ghost all dignified. And I wasn't going to do that. And he said, when I come to, he said, I done rolled up under the front pew of the church, that old dirty floor. And he said, my white dress shirt had dust and dirt on it and everything. He said, God will show you. God will show you. And he, he would just laugh about it. He said, yeah. He said, I thought I was just going to get it all dignified, you know. And he said, uh, he said, I thought, he said, way as good as I was, he said, I thought I'd get it before my wife. He said, she come out of the water speaking in tongues, you know. And he said, I was like, I thought surely I'd have got it before her. And he, so the Lord showed him a few things. But, uh, hey, listen, show the world what he's done. Rise, take up your bed and walk because where, where you are is not who you are. And where you are is not where you're going to stay. Oh, no, we're in this world, but we're not of it. We're a child of the king. There's a work that's been done in our life. We're different. So take up your bed and walk. Don't go, go back and lay down. Don't go back pretending that, that that's where you belong because it ain't. That ain't where you belong. That, that's, you know, it said Jesus saw him lie. It meant stretched out. But I don't want Jesus to see me lie about what he's done by going back to sit in a place he called me out of. When I go back, if I go back to the, the place where he healed me and delivered me and I act like nothing happened, I'm lying. I don't want Jesus to walk up and I see you lying. Oh, uh-uh. I want him to see me walking. I want him to see me with that bed. I want him to see me carrying what he delivered me from, a testimony. I want him to see me with my light on, shining. I don't want him to see me acting like he hadn't done something. I want him to see me carrying that bed. Rise up and walk. When you know your identity, when you know your identity, then you realize this world is not your home. So you don't act like it. You know that Jesus said, I've gone away to prepare a place for you. That where I am, you can be also. So I know that I'm his. And so I know this world is not my home. I don't know when he's coming back. I just know he is. But I'm not going to be found living like this world when he comes back. Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego, they belong to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They served the king of kings, but they were in a land that was ruled by an earthly king. But they would not worship the idol that that king had set up. They said, we're in this land, and we know you rule it, but we will not bow down. Where they were was not who they were. They still could stand. Can I tell you something, especially our school kids today? You're going to get in those schools, and they got a whole lot of different ideas other than God and you serving God. But, hey, where you are is not who you are. You're still a child of the king. And if they could stand up while everybody else was bowing down and say, fiery furnace or not, we're going to stand. We're not going to bow down and worship that idol. And let me tell you, they went into the fire, but they weren't burned. They went into the fire, but they weren't destroyed. They went into the fire, and they walked with Jesus. And when they come out, the king promoted them and said, you can't worship no other gods in this land but the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego.
When you stand, people will see that you serve the real God. David was anointed. One day he's just sitting out there tending sheep. Maybe he's about to drift off and all of a sudden he hears footsteps running down the path. David, get back up to the house. I need you to back to the house. The, the prophet's there. They want to see you. He, he, he won't even sit down till you get there. And he, David runs up to the house. And when he gets there, the Lord said, this is him. This is the, my anointed. He said, I want you to pour that, that oil on his head and anoint him to be the next king of Israel. And he anoints David's head, but David don't go to the throne. David goes back to the sheep. But he was different than he was before. He was watching sheep, but where he was was not who he was because now he was anointed to be the next king of Israel. Mm -hmm. And then he finds himself a little while later uh, out on the battlefield, and that, that giant was so sure, I'm going to destroy you. But let me tell you, you're just a little boy. He said, hmm, you don't know who I am. <laughs> I serve the Lord of hosts. You come at me with spear and shield and sword, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. And, and, and uh, where I am, that's not who I, I'm not going to be destroyed of you. I, I'm going to destroy you. David was different. He wasn't all the way where he was or where he was going to wind up, but he was different. And where he was was not who he was. He was on his way to be the king. Joseph was in a pit. And then he was in slavery. And then he went to prison. But where he was was not who he was. Because he had a plan. He had a dream from God. He was prosperous even while he was in prison. But God didn't call him to stay a prisoner. God called him to the palace. He called him to promotion. And he gave him power to save much people alive. It's, it, I know it stinks, Joseph. But where you are is not who you are. Yeah, but I want out of here. I know you do. It's just not time. But one day the king sent for him. They called him out with haste. And, and the, the rest of it, as they say, is history. They cleaned him up. He interpreted the dream. And he delivered Israel and his whole family from starvation in a time of famine. Honey, you can come to the music. Stand with me. I told you I wouldn't be too long today. Hallelujah. Now, I know you might find yourself in an unfavorable place right now. Circumstances may not be ideal, and this trial, it is fiery. Maybe you find yourself, as the Lord said through our sister today, that there's a, you know, fear that's trying to hold you back, and there's things that are keeping you stuck. But I'm telling you today, the Lord's here to remove what's got you stuck. Whatever you're going through and wherever you are, that's not who you are. Trials and tests, failures, mistakes. The Lord sees you. He sees you all camouflaged up. Maybe trying to keep the eye off of you, but you can't get away from the eyes of the Lord. I want to tell you today that the Lord desires you to move from that place to take up your bed and walk. And I know we're not carrying physical beds around. It's not something maybe we can manifest, but in your, in your faith, in your spirit, in your walk with Him, it's time to take up your bed and walk. It's time to stop letting what other people say about you keep you stuck. It's time to uh, quit letting what other people think about you keep you stuck. It's, it's time 
to, to stop letting what you think about yourself keep you stuck. Don't let being broke keep you stuck. Don't let being sick keep you stuck. Don't let somebody lying or gossiping about you keep you stuck. Don't let bitterness keep you stuck. Come on. Don't let unforgiveness keep you stuck. You remember, you, you belong to somebody else. You might be in that place, but that ain't who you are. That ain't the zip code you're going to reside in. There's, a, there's another place Jesus wants to take you to. He wants you to take up that bed and walk so you can let this world know that Jesus is doing a work in your life. While she's playing this morning, just an old-fashioned altar call. We're going to open these altars for you to come and pray today. We're going to open these altars so you can come and take up your bed and walk. If you've been going through something, won't you step out from where you are and in your mind saying, I'm taking up my bed and I'm walking. When I leave that altar today, I'm not going to be stuck anymore, but I'm going to move in faith. When I leave this building today, I'm not going to be stuck in that same that same hole, that same place, but I'm going to be different. I'm going to be better. I'm going to be what Jesus called me to be. Jesus didn't intend for men to, to lay around and be lame, and he made that man healthy. He moved what was holding him back, and he let him walk like men were supposed to do. There's things that you're supposed to be doing, and God's ready to get you into that today. He's ready to get you into serving him like you want to serve him, to ministering like you want to minister. Hallelujah. Take up your bed, church. Take up your bed and walk.
Let's stand together while she sings one more time. Let's worship the Lord one more time together before we're dismissed. Come on, God's done a work in your life. You belong to the King. Aren't you glad to be free today? Aren't you glad to be set free today? The scripture said, if the son makes you free, then you're free indeed. Doesn't matter what anybody else says about it or thinks about it. If the son has set you free, you're free indeed. I'm thankful for it today. Amen. Give him a hand clap and shout of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As you leave today, remind your brother and sister, take up your bed and walk. Because where you are is not who you are. And it's not where you're going to stay. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on. I appreciate you being here today. Let's be in prayer tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. We're going to have a great time in the Lord. God bless you. You're dismissed today. In Jesus' name.